Welcome to Haven of Horror. Uh, listen up, you primitive screwheads. We are reviewing Army of Darkness tonight. And in a special occasion, we got Dan Tory back. It's been a year. You hey, everybody. That? Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, so you're good to have you. To this insanity of a franchise. Uh, so this is the only one that you and I and Noah did not get to watch together. So I'm just going to jump straight in because I've been really curious. What was your experience with this movie, watching it for the first time? Um, I definitely enjoyed watching it, but at the same time liked it less than the other two uh, Evil Dead movies, I would say. Um, I think in because each of the three Evil Dead movies are kind of like distinct from each other in terms of like tone and what kind of movie they're trying to be. Um mm -hmm. And I prefer either the horror, uh, the straight up horror tone and vibe of the first one, and the kind of mix between those two things that the second one is, rather than the um, straight up uh, like uh, cartoony comedy vibe that this one has. Um, not that I disliked it, like I said, there's a lot of things in this movie that I did like. I just liked it less, I think. Um, so that was my initial reaction. Yeah, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but before you watched it, because we were we've been trying to show you the, these movies for a while now. Because uh, Sam Raimi, you know, you're a big fan of his Spider-Man films. Yes. Uh, and this is much more my speed when it comes to Raimi, of course. Uh, but we, me and Noah, were figuring, oh, this is going to be his favorite. Because if anybody doesn't know, uh, Dan runs a YouTube channel about Conan the Barbarian, the Co Conan Chronicles, which you should yeah. be checking out. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I've learned so much about a character that I don't care about. <laughs> I'm glad to have educated you. <laughs> uh, uh, so, did the kind of more because this is more of a fantasy esque film, a darker fantasy. Was that stuff more appealing to you, despite the humor, or do you wish it had been a little more serious for that kind of genre? Um, I was really with the movie in the opening few scenes. Um, I really liked the scene where Ash gets captured, um, and he's sort of in the town square with uh. Henry the Red? Henry? Yeah. yeah Henry, like the Red. Henry the Red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really... I don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have dementia. Don't, don't mind me. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked those scenes, and I think um, I really enjoyed the scene where uh, Ash, like, falls into the well in the middle and kind of, like, fights that deadite. Um, that was some cool stuff. And then... Um, I kind of wish it stuck with that t that sort of level of uh, blend of horror, fantasy, and comedy. And uh, it got a little much for me, if I'm being honest, when it got to some of the, like, mini ashes and stuff like that. I, fe I felt like that went on a little too long. I mean, like, it was funny, but, like, not uh, as as long as it went on funny for me. I was ready to move on from those scenes after a little while. Um, That's completely so, yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because those are actually um, cut down. I have the uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray set that they put out a few years ago because uh, there's like three cuts of this film. There's the oh, I didn't know cut, that. which you've seen, the international yeah. cut, and then a, I think it's like a TV cut or the director's cut, one of the two. Uh, and obviously the big difference is the alternate ending, which I think we told you about. Um, but there are certain like extended scenes and different mm -hmm. scenes. From what I remember about the other cut, those the mini Ash thing goes on way longer. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've seen the I've seen the longer version. It's like ten minutes. <laughs> it had already kind of 
it's already feels pretty long in the theatrical version, but I love that scene a lot. I I actually really like the whole cartoony slapstick tone of this movie. So I go back and forth between this and Evil Dead 2 being my favorite of the series because of that. Um, I like the first one uh, well enough. I just think it like it's impressive for a first film, but I don't know. The other two films have more that I latch on to. Um, really fair, but, yeah. but yeah, over, overall, um, Army of Darkness, I think, is a really entertaining film. And it's one of the like pure Sam Raimi films in just like his purest form. See, you say that, but out of all three of these, it's the most meddled with. Yeah, that's true. It is, and it is the shortest, I think. Yeah, uh, Bruce Campbell talks about that in his biography. Like, Universal made had like two edicts. It had to be short and it had to be a complete standalone movie. Which, yeah, sure, the third movie in a trilogy should be standalone, whatever. <laughs> uh, even Sam Raimi makes fun of that now. Uh, Torgo, you mentioned, you know, that this is your preferred take on Ash. Um, and I, I mm. kind of agree with that, but I think it only works because even though it's not consistent because Sam doesn't care about continuity, you have to build here to fully kind of appreciate what he's become, I think. Because by the time you get to this movie, he's so far gone, like, he just doesn't care. Yeah. He's going around calling well, people primates and trying to insult their well, intelligence, but he's not much yeah. smarter than they are. <laughs> Yeah, no, he thinks he's above everyone else. And you don't really, when you watch these as, like, you know, back-to-back, you don't really get any of his, like, assholeness in the first two movies. You get a little bit in, in the in the second one, but in the first one, he's, like, this shy, like, unassuming guy. And then it's weird because when you watch them all together, it's all these events happen to him in such, like, a quick succession. By the time he gets to the Middle Ages, he's just, like feels like a completely different character than he is in the first movie where he's just like this this jerk that just like thinks he's above everyone else but that's i think is ash as its funniest and i like that they they continue that into um ash versus evil dead yeah well that's the other thing it's easy to forget is technically all three of these movies take place over like two days i'm pretty sure yeah. anybody would go crazy if this happened like over two days <laughs> it's like exactly. sure, I'm, I'm in 1300 AD now. Uh whatever. <laughs> like fuck y'all, I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm with um you Noah in the sense that um one of the best things this movie I think does have going for it is the characterization of Ash. I feel like he has not that he's personality less in the prior films, but I feel like this one is much more leaning into Bruce Campbell getting to do what he wants to do with the character. And I yeah. think some of the funniest stuff that I laughed at was this guy that basically works at a Kmart thinking that he's above everybody else. And that is really inherently funny. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the slapstick stuff wasn't always to my taste in the sense that it went on a little long for me sometimes, like I mentioned, but that stuff I think all works really well as far as the humor stuff, like all of Bruce Campbell's mm -hmm. sort of one liners and the way that he treats people are really funny in this. I well, this is I kind really... of, oh, go ahead. yeah, well, it's kind of the moment in the franchise where Ash stops being the character that he was and becomes more like Bruce Campbell. And you yeah. can even see that at the beginning where it's, 
the the title of the movie they say it's it's Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. It's not Ash versus the Army of Darkness. Yeah. So it's like all of his ego coming into this role and just like <laughs> making it complete. Yeah, and then on the flip side of that, something I notice every time I watch this as well is and I, I wonder if it's supposed to be because we're seeing things from Ash's perspective, but there's like a devolution of the Deadites, where in the first one they're these like sadistic, you know, monsters that want to torture people. By the time you get to this one, they're just as cartoony as he is. And more just like screwing with people. Like there's a Deadite doing backflips in the middle of a death pit. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's actually pretty consistent with Evil Dead 2, because they are very sadistic in that movie, but they're also just, like, weird, cartoony characters. Yeah, I think with that, with Evil Dead 2, though, they're still threats. Like, you know, Jake gets sucked into the the cellar here. And this one, like, the only real deadites you see just mess with Ash for a little bit, and then he kills them. The biggest threat of course is evil Ash, um, which I thought was a brilliant idea. If you're going to cap off the trilogy, you know, it's an evil version uh, of the hero. Uh, Even though his, his like creation scene is kind of where you had checked out, Dan, with the little ashes. uh, Yeah. I liked him after that. He was really fun. Um, And I think some of the, my favorite, what my favorite gag in the movie that I laughed the hardest at was a bit of um, slapstick with the deadites in this. It's at the end where they're in the Kmart and uh, Ash like throws one of the, the deadite woman and she bounces off of a trampoline <laughs> and it's like yeah. a quick cut in it. That's like my favorite gag in the whole movie. It's really funny. I love my that he keeps movie. shooting her with the shotgun and he doesn't have to reload load. He just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about that Esbert scene though is he's like flirting with this woman. And then the deadite shows up and he just like throws her to the side. <laughs> yeah, he like pushes her to the floor. <laughs> it happens so quick though. The store. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> That's another thing. This movie is also super quotable. It is probably the most quotable out of all three of them. Yeah, I would say you know there it yeah there's a lot of quotable stuff in two, but definitely more so than one. Um, there's memorable stuff in one, but not like I think because they were written cleverly to be memorable. Like, there's stuff in that movie that I think is funny just because like some of the acting is like subpar because it's yeah. like you know a bunch of like you know friends making a movie at a cabin for like three dollars. Um, but you know, <laughs> my favorite in the first movie is it's later in the film once Ash is alone. He's like, "Why are you torturing me like this?" Why? And just the way yeah, that's a like, great one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> also, another thing I love just about this trilogy because we're you know just talking about Evil Dead now uh, is this is the third actress to play Linda. By the time we get to this this movie, um, yep. Although this one is actually in a cameo uh, from like an, an act a real actress. Uh, it's I didn't write down her first name. I forgot her name Wanda. too. Uh, but she was a oh, uh, too, so they Jane Fonda? No, no. Uh, Bridget Fonda, I think. Bridget Fonda, that's right. She's yeah. a big fan of Evil Dead 2 and wanted to be Sheila, but that had already been cast. So, like, ah, we'll give you a cameo as the, the third Linda. We're just going to cast a new one every film. Jane Fonda would have been hysterical, though. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Bruce Campbell talks about in his biography, I just finished that a few days ago, that he had never ridden a horse before this movie. And he still oh, didn't really? entirely learn how to ride a horse in this movie. I think that's why there's so little of it. Because the, the yeah. horse like, terrified him. But then right after this, he got cast as a cowboy in the TV show, so he had to ride more horses. Oh, really? That's pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, it was a one-season show. I actually have it on DVD. It's called The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. I've never, hmm. I haven't watched it yet, but it was something he was really interested in doing. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Is he the lead in that, or is he yeah. a supporting character? No, he's oh, interesting. Leader. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. County. I'm going to have to what watch that then. Yeah, um, one of the things that I I thought was really cool about um, some of the direction in this movie is you can really see Sam Raimi's like comic booky influence and some of the stuff in this. Like one of my favorite shots in the movie that I think is really creative is there's various points where like arrows are shot in the opening scene and the camera like follows them as yeah. a close up while they're flying through the air like it's like a a, a comic book panel that kind of like snaps to that and then you go to the next one and the person gets hit or something i was like man that's really creative i don't know how they did that but it looks really good <laughs> yeah there's a couple shots like that i think there's one where evil ash is like gonna stab ash and he's like on the ground and the camera is lined up with the sword so it follows that onto the ground yeah that is really cool too well, and I've I've said I've always said because Sam Raimi has had a long history of kind of flirting with the superhero genre. Um, you know, he made Darkman because he couldn't get the rights to. There was some superhero he wanted to do, but like they couldn't do it, so he made Darkman instead. And then, of course, he made Spider Man and now Doctor Strange. But like Ash is kind of his first superhero uh, on screen. Yeah, if you uh, consider him to be a superhero. I mean, by the time you get to this movie, he's a superhero. Like, he's definitely an action hero in this movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, he's got the whole, like, um, epic fantasy man of destiny backstory in this and all of that kind of stuff. It's it's like the the hero's journey, but, like, with zombies and, well, I guess, demonic creatures that kind of act like zombies yeah. and... Uh, and uh, chainsaws and, you know, elements of horror and Looney Tunes. It's it's very yeah. unique. And I think that's the the most interesting thing about these Evil Dead things in general. I mean, it's just kind of... you. I've never seen any movies like this, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a very unique series to go from just, like, straight-up horror, horror comedy, then fantasy adventure comedy. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I have read, and I've never been able to confirm this, but he had this idea for like sending Ash back in time before Evil even bleh, before even Evil Dead Two had come out. But a they were this was still early in his career, uh, and nobody in like the early eighties was going to fund a uh, send this buffoon back in time movie with it without you know some major credibility, uh, and you you had to kind of get a movie to get him there. Which, ironically, the movie to get him where he really wanted to go was the best movie of the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that movie doesn't even really feel like a filler movie. Like, it's arguably the best one. It doesn't, but you can tell that it's being set up because there's that scene where she's got the pages and, like, Ash is in the book. Uh, so mm -hmm. all, yeah, you know, and of course. Go back in time at some point. Yeah, and of course, like, how it ends. It's a big cliffhanger. 
But I do agree with Dan that I think the first act of this movie is its strongest. And Evil Dead 2 kind of has that as well. My favorite stuff in that movie is just where it's Ash in the cabin and the Deadites are fucking with him. Um, but this, but Evil Dead 2 has a stronger second and third act uh, than, than this one does. Although I do quite, quite like the final battle. Uh, it's yeah, I love the climax. Small. <laughs> no, I just love the like goofy skeleton puppets in the climax. <laughs> they're just yeah, I don't know. They're just so I I I like them from like a filmmaking perspective and just like they're kind of like it's kind of like a throwback to you know old stop motion and fantasy movies too, with, like Ray Harryhausen stuff. But um, Sam Raimi brings a lot of like humor to it as well yeah i was gonna I, I totally agree with you noah i um i loved all of the stop motion animation stuff in this i mean you can tell that's what it is um mm -hmm. but i think if you if you're just considering like how much technical filmmaking work had to go into making those things move like all of those puppets move in in such a way to make it look even close to good i mean it's it's an amazing yeah. feat of uh of i don't know even what you'd call it um filmmaking. someone yeah Animation. filmmaking yeah. some somebody just you know stopping every two seconds moving these you know little things yeah. taking photos i mean it's <laughs> it's crazy um yeah i was really impressed by all that stuff and these these movies in general like do uh quite a bit of cool stuff with stop motion of course like the big gory scene at the end of the first movie and um yeah there's stuff in two right or am i misremembering i want to say there is but i can't specifically remember one scene yeah me either a lot of the stuff in but, two is with henrietta when she transforms that yeah uh, when she's like dancing yeah mm -hmm. that's linda um that's right yeah, yeah linda we just Damn watched it. these <laughs> whatever <laughs> so uh also worth pointing out is this movie had an 11 million dollar budget compared to the first movie's like three hundred thousand dollar budget and it really shows on screen which i think is impressive yeah this one wasn't funded by plumbers from <laughs> michigan yeah you know no, you got like, a of every dentist office plumber anyone they could find for that first movie <laughs> yeah no kidding no you actually got a big name producer for this one it's uh dino de laurentis who he helped david lynch with the uh with blue velvet and the dune movie and a bunch of other stuff he produced all of the conan uh movies as well and the red sony movie um oh, at least okay. the ones in the 80s um you know i don't know if i don't know if he was involved in the uh the jason moa one but I, I kind of doubt it because he may have passed away by then. I'm not up on my Dino De Laurentiis history, but he's produced yeah. a lot of cool genre stuff, which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it makes sense why something like this would appeal to him, though, if he did Conan. Yeah, well, because he produced the second one as well. And we actually have Maximum Overdrive to thank for that uh, because Stephen King oh, really? heard that Sam Raimi was trying to get a second movie off the ground, and he loved the first one. And uh, Dino was producing Maximum Overdrive, and King was like, hey, you know, listen to these guys. They're good filmmakers, and he agreed to hear their pitch and produced it. Oh, That's nice. awesome. We have Maximum Overdrive to thank for Evil Dead 2. <laughs> it's really cool how, like, uh, much of an advocate for Sam Raimi that Stephen King ended up being. 
That's really awesome. Saved his career in a way because uh, so they did Evil Dead, which was a moderate success, but wasn't exactly bringing them a whole bunch of offers. And then they did a second movie called Crime Wave, which was a complete disaster. Uh, it flopped. Mm. There was studio interference and everything. And then they finally talked Raimi into doing Evil Dead 2, and that's what really skyrocketed his career. How is that um, second movie that they make? They made was it like a disaster in like quality as well as it just didn't gain a commercial audience? Or because I, I never. I think, it. I think the studio messed with it a lot, from what I understand. It was yeah, it was oh, cut okay. to ribbons and like Raimi had no control. I've never seen it, uh, but him and Bruce both agreed that it was like a mess. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice. The only thing I really know about it is because Samron and Bruce is the, the lead and the studio's like, uh, no, <laughs> we want a big name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a real shame, though, because I think Bruce Campbell could have been like a legitimate movie star. And you see that in this movie, too. Like he's he's like funny in it, but I don't know. I think he can pull off the action star, too. Yeah, as much as I prefer Evil Dead 2, I think this is his best performance in this in this trilogy. This movie. Uh, yeah, so, Dan, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you. How did you feel about the callback to uh, Groovy in this one? I thought that was really cool, um, and I liked, uh, I liked the inherent ridiculousness of a man in medieval times having the resources to build a robot hand for himself that's, like, yeah. gigantic and goofy. It's, like, almost as big as his entire face when he has it on. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in the end, he turns his car into, like, a death machine. <laughs> so how yeah. would he be able to do that in the Middle Ages? <laughs> uh, I do, yeah, and I do love the little touches, especially when they're gearing up. Like, he hands over gunpowder to the wise man who, like, starts to hold it over yeah. a candle. He's like, oh, get away from there. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, all that stuff was was great. Um, I I actually thought like the the groovy thing like fit the personality of the character a little bit better in this one because you get. I don't know if Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi like kind of wrote that line in the second one with Bruce Campbell's personality in mind, but um, with his personality like all the way on display here, like um, I don't know. I just not that it didn't fit. It, that that it fit poorly in the prior movie, but here I was like, yeah, like <laughs> this yeah. guy, this guy would definitely say that, you know. It's a little bit more consistent in this one. I agree with you. I think with two, what works about it is that's kind of his first step into who he is in Army of Darkness. Like he's yeah. kind of done hiding, yeah. and running. Like we're, he's gearing up. He's going to actually fight, and so he's getting a little cockier because he's like he's already gone. You know, his girlfriend right. had infected his hand, and he had to cut it off at the wrist. Um, which also the reshoots in this movie because they mix you know Evil Dead Two reshoots with uh, Evil Dead Two original footage, and you can tell what's reshoots. I kind of hate the reshoot right. wrist cut. It's not as like intense. Yeah. Well, there's no blood. It just like it cuts away before any blood can come up. Yeah, because uh, oh, that was the other mandate is Universal wanted a PG thirteen movie. I think they still got slapped right. with an R rating. Yeah, and I don't know why, because this movie is PG-13. I don't like, know. The only blood in it is the beginning with the ridiculous Kool-Aid uh, that comes yeah. out of the pit, and I love it. And that's, like, over the top enough where I think you could have gotten away with that with a PG-13. So, too, it, like I said, it looks more like Kool-Aid than blood. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, this this is a movie that I could much more see showing to um, a younger uh, audience or a younger person, I guess, um, as like a parent or something, than the first two movies. Just because it's 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 not that it's like toned down to a like annoying or disappointing degree, but it's just a story that doesn't have as much things like Bruce Campbell cutting his hand off, yelling who's laughing now, and blood spurting all over his face, or blood coming out of the wall or something. I mean, yeah. it is much more of a kind of, like, epic uh, fantasy movie. Um, you know, they're just fighting skeletons and, you know, deadites and stuff. Yeah, I definitely think this is the most accessible of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, you could, any, you could show this to anyone, and I think you could probably show this to a younger audience and have them like get introduced into the evil dead series that way i think if you put evil dead 2 uh in front of someone they're gonna be like what am i watching yeah because yeah, <laughs> evil dead 2 very much does not care if you're on board or not it's just gonna keep going yeah uh, well i i kind of think the first one's like that if you go in not really knowing what to expect um because it is mm-hmm. such a low budget thing and um if you're not uh horror fan like of you know low budget or slasher 80s movies like we are i mean it you know if you just tell someone oh here's a horror movie to watch i mean like evil deads they're also gonna have that kind of reaction like what am i watching yeah (laughs) exactly your reactions were great (laughs) yeah yeah but i i mean i was i was pleasantly surprised by that one because i had always heard that the first one is like the least uh enjoyable of them not that it was bad but i've always heard people say that you know the first one is their least favorite and it's honestly hard for me to choose between the first and the second one i like the first movie a lot yeah nice. it's really good yeah I think that's kind of the public's perception because i had that for a long time uh until recently when i've, I've really watched them a couple times and i i do wonder if people just don't go back to that first one um because not as an insult to that first one but if you're just like I want to watch an Evil Dead movie. You don't even necessarily need to see the first one because the second one is kind of just the first one and then keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would encourage people to rewatch that first one because it, it's great. It is. Yep. Um, you know, and I think if you want to get a feel for what Evil Dead is like and get into like, you know, some of the other stuff like the TV show or some of the other media adaptations like the video game, I mean... The first one is weirdly enough the the worst place to start because it has the least amount of like humorous stuff in it. Right. I've watched a little bit of the TV show now, which I really really like so far anyway, and um, it's more of what Army of Darkness and Evil Dead Two bring to the table in terms of like mixing the horror and uh, Sam Raimi's uh, humor stuff in, and Bruce Campbell is even more himself unleashed in that, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what I appreciate with the show, especially in the pilot, is it kind of recanonicizes that first movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, even with Army of Darkness, they just kind of go on the Evil Dead 2 story, which is just Ash and Linda. But then, yeah. you know, when the show kind of reintroduced Scotty and Cheryl and... Um, I can never remember that other girl's name because she's just kind of there. Uh, Shelly? Yeah, I, for, I forget. Shelley? Oh, yeah, it's Shelly. Yeah, yeah Shelly. Um, and kind of, you know, builds on that stuff as the show goes on. Because uh, it was always weird growing up. I had my dad's copy of Evil Dead 2, and it advertises it like a, like a sequel. 
Ash goes back to the cabin with another girlfriend. I was like, what? Why is he going back? <laughs> Why would he go back? Yeah, and I mean, that's what I thought when I first watched Evil Dead 2, and then I realized, oh, wait, that this is, they're just recapping it. Oh, okay, that's what yeah, we're I doing here. I wonder if there's like a whole bunch of people, you know, just, oh, we just watched two because we don't have fond memories of one. Because if you watch that without, you know, taking into consideration it's low budget and stuff like that, it's going to be kind of just a generic, boring, low budget yeah. movie, I think. But if you, when you kind of realize, what they went through to make that, and of course, rainy style uh, is there. It's just a rough, rough version of it. It's, he's not there yet. Yeah, well, and I think um, most people are like, well, if you want to watch an Evil Dead movie, you're not, you're going to go to the second one first. You're not going to start with um, the first one. You, the you more people go back to the second one, I think, than the yeah, first absolutely. one. That's the the big one, you know, the one that everybody knows. Uh, but back to Army of Darkness. This is now just an Evil Dead yeah. video in general. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, I so I'm I am curious because you mentioned that the physical comedy wasn't more your speed, and I went with some stuff. But I love the Three Stooges bit right after he grabs the book, uh, where the skeleton yep. hands are just beating the shit out of him. Because <laughs> uh, Bruce Bruce Campbell gets the shit beat out of him in all three of these movies because it makes Sam Raimi laugh. Yep. <laughs> Sam loves to torture his friends. <laughs> yeah, that stuff um I could take or leave. I mean, I didn't think it was bad or didn't take me out of the movie or anything, but um that kind of physical comedy um on its own isn't always super hilarious to me. Like I like I'll give you, I'll give this example. Like um they do some of that stuff in the in the pilot for the TV show, and I thought it worked for me a little bit more in in that. Like, there's a scene where um, uh, Ash's boss tells him to go like put a bunch of light bulbs away, and he like takes the box and like like puts it on his yeah. shoulder, and it just all spills out, and they crash, and then he like sweeps them underneath the like pallet that's nearby. Like that is is straight out of like a Three Stooges thing, but it like kind of added like it's funny because you know who the character is and like um how shitty of a thing that is to do i'm not as amused by just like skeleton hands like beating him up um but you know it, it wasn't like it was like a deal breaker for me in terms of not liking the movie i just didn't find it especially hilarious i guess you know yeah for sure that's fair uh, yeah it's a specific taste of comedy in the later film in the second half of the film which is just the three books because nobody told him about three books (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah the that that, that's the scene where he's they're basically doing the last crusade thing right where he has to choose between all the different three books beat the crap out of him yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it has my favorite just small thing from Bruce Campbell in this movie, he he he's like looking out at the graveyard, and then he dramatically turns around and like looks at the camera, like oh, it's gonna be a big serious moment. And he's just like, it's definitely an inward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It... <laughs> no, that was really funny. And like when he gets back, and he's like, I said most of the words, <laughs> or yeah. something every like that. Syllable. Yeah, yeah, basically. 
that scene also has one of the best uses of an F-bomb in what was supposed to be a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Where he just pushes that village, random villager aside, and he's like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, almost, if you're, you can hear it if you're listening for it, and if you're not, you might miss it. It's like one of those things. It's not super obvious. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, little uh, humor things in this that you really, if you're paying attention, will make you laugh. I also love that his shotgun retails for $109.99. I don't know anything about guns, <laughs> but I feel like they'd be more expensive than that. Yeah, I don't know expensive. about... I've never bought a gun myself, um, especially in the year that Evil Dead or uh, uh, Army of Darkness came out. But... Um, there's a lot of funny stuff with the gun. There's when he's in the S Mart at the end. One of my favorite things is when he just like throws it in the air for no reason, catches it, and then resumes shooting for no reason. Um, he just does a lot of like unnecessary things with it, which I think are really funny. <laughs> also, just some of the even after the first act, which I think has the most quotable stuff. Uh, I love that as he's riding off, he's like, "You'll send me back after that. I'm history." I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> uh, and then with the little ashes, it occurred to me on this watch through. It's hilarious that he just body slams the mirror instead of punching it with the brand new metal hand that he made. I feel like that would have fixed some problem. <laughs> uh, but we love Ash, even when he causes his own problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in the in the TV show where he brings the deadites back when he's stoned. <laughs> and, and I think what Sam, what the the brilliance of Raimi and company, because Raimi writes this all of these, you know, with his usual uh, cohorts, Ted Raimi, Ivan Raimi, etc., is that they realize that Ash is stupid, and they they have jokes at his expense, but never like it never takes away from the like this guy's also a badass when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. He's never, he's never cut down to make the joke in a way that's ruining the character as we know it. Yeah, he's like a Three Stooges character. He's a lovable idiot. You know what I mean? Like you root for him because you know he is heroic in some ways, and uh, he uh, he even though he's sort of like a self-serving uh, loser, really. Um, he still does, like, you know, make the right choices and rise above, uh, you know, the usual kind of doldrums of what life in an S-Mart is like. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of a relatable aspect of the character, but he's also a complete goofball, which makes him fun to watch and yep. he's entertaining, you know? And, and he's completely um, delusional, like... Yeah, exactly. I, like, and, I don't know, like, all of those qualities make him a really fun and, uh, and great character to watch. Um, like, he's not a particularly, obviously, like, deep character or anything like that, but, um, just with the, uh, how entertaining he is in Bruce Cam Bruce Campbell's raw charisma, uh, you know, alone, it's just awesome to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's, is there something we missed talking about? I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, so the romance with Sheila, it's my other yeah. favorite thing about this movie. It, it's like non-existent. He no, yeah. She's not. It's like, you're mine now. She's like, okay. 
Well, it's kind of like a parody of action movie romances because it's just like, oh, like it's it's very shallow. It's very shallow. Yeah, and like there's that scene where he like grabs her and you think he's gonna say something like really suave and he's just like give me some sugar baby (laughs) (laughs) well you know not five minutes ago she was like trying to rip his hair out yeah and two seconds before that he was being complete dick she's like you know i made you this like thoughtful uh present this blanket and he's like oh good i could use a horse blanket and just like throws it to the side yeah, he's a total yeah. asshole about it. <laughs> but then she's the main motivation for why he stays to fight uh, the dead ass. Mm-hmm. And then he never yeah. mentions her again. Well, that's because they couldn't mention this movie in that show. But yeah, I did like the um, the turns that she had too, in terms of uh, you know turning into a dead eye at some point. That stuff is pretty cool. Uh, she has oh, yeah. one of the best interactions with Ash in that that third act where she's like, you found me beautiful once. He's like, honey, you got real ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Which again, speaks to your, you know, observation that this is a pretty shallow thing. I mean, he, he really, uh, you know, as soon as she loses her beauty, he's like not interested at all anymore. (laughs) Yep. That's fine. (laughs) Well, and it's the same kind of thing with the, with the girl in the S mart at the end. You know, like it's it, the, oh, yeah. the romance in that is basically the same thing as the one <laughs> that he has in the in the medieval times. It's just like a hot chick that he, uh, you know, is heroic in front of and then kind of grabs her and says that he's a king and kisses her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's funny. It's it's kind of funny thinking back, like, because those are just kind of one liners designed, you know, for the movie. But they they end up becoming, you know, some of the most quotable uh Things like Ash is like synonymous with Hail to the King. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we've cut co- we've talked about this movie even more thoroughly than I thought we would, and some other Evil Dead stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really loving that you're enjoying this, Dan. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. I've always been a fan, but this is kind of bumped up, I think, into my top five trilogies of all time uh, at this point. Mostly, yeah, I- day, but I like this one. Yeah, thank you guys for introducing me to it because, um, you know, the, these are movies that were always on my radar, obviously, because they're Sam Raimi things, but I had just never gotten around to watching them. And finally, watching them with you guys, uh, you know, I would have had a, had fun with them regardless, but I had more fun uh, on top of my usual enjoyment watching them with you guys. And then um, watching Army of Darkness was really fun. And uh, now I have a new show to watch, and the video game is fun. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, soon, John is probably going to do a, a Evil Dead role playing game with us because he has the the PDF of the book now. So maybe we'll play that at some point. I'm low key becoming like a, a super fan of this. Like when you get to the point of playing the tabletop role playing game of any franchise, you know you, yeah. you've hit uh, <laughs> nerd nirvana. You know <laughs> exactly. On our uh, made it, on our completely obligatory ratings, I'm going to give this a four. Uh, it's good. It's five out of five. Okay, it's four out of ten. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was four to four or four to five. <laughs> um, what would you give it, Noah? What do you think? Um, I'm going five out of five, but I know it's not going to make it on the five out of five list. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
I think I'd probably give it like a three, three and a half, maybe three and a half. Yeah. Slightly goes up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one kind of ties with that first movie, depending on my mood. If I want the, you know, zany, just slapsticky, I'd go to this one. If I want more serious, quote, serious uh, horror film, I go to the first one. If I just want to watch a comfort movie, then it's two. Because two is a five out of five. It's perfect movie, and I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was fun. We got to do this more often. Uh, we got Absolutely. a lot of horror movies to show Mr. Tori here. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. And again, thank you, Dan and uh, Torgo. And then we will be back with a review of The Babadook very soon. The Babadook. The Babadook. Good night, everybody. See ya.